world turns today welcome back to the popular demand podcast i'm your host jay uh with me today we have two people that's not normally on uh we have one of the co-founders of the popular demand podcast so if you're an og fan you know who it is uh give it up for meryl what it do baby what it do and we have the host one of the hosts from the new faces podcast we got brandon with us what's up what's going on what's good happy to be here Glad to have you, Brandon. And we have Jaquez with us as you. What's, What's good? Up, What's good? And you know what we do. We give you our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. A uh, couple of announcements before we get started. I'm just really one real announcement is we're doing a sweepstakes to give away a popular demand t-shirt. And as we explained on Twitter, right, podcast demand, if you want a chance to win this t-shirt, listen to the next three episodes of the podcast. And on each episode, we will give you a special song title that you have to um, collect. If you collect all three song titles and DM it to us, the first person to do that will end up winning the popular demand t-shirt for free. So the first song title is Palm Olive by hey. Freddie Gibbs. So write that down, save it somewhere in your notes and listen to the next two episodes and you'll have all three and DM it to us and get the shirt. But that's it. So we get to the show. But before we begin the show, Brandon, just you know, give people... Um, let people know a little bit about you. Where are you from and your your favorite basketball team? I'm from good old Scram, PA. Perfect. Where it's the office. Uh, that's about all we got here. And <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm kind of unfortunately a fan of the Boston Celtics. So, okay. So, this is something I wanted to ask okay. you. Now that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is gone, who I'm sure was your favorite player last year. Stop season. it. <laughs> Who who's your favorite Celtic now? Uh, I, it's got to be Kemba. I mean, I love Tatum and Brown and Smart, but like, I've loved Kemba since UConn, so I was really happy we yeah. got him. Regardless, like, we we're probably not going to win a title with him, but just watching him play is going to be great. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, Kyrie was definitely not my favorite, so don't ever say that again. <laughs> that shit was mad disappointing. <laughs> oh, so, okay, do you like the Cantor signing then? At least I know a lot of Celtic fans had mixed reviews. On um. At first, I didn't like it, but now I still don't like it because, I like, he's going to be great, like, you know, making memes and making fun of Nick Wright and shit, and then I'm going to be watching him midway through the season, him getting, like, 50 on his head by Joel Embiid, and I'll be like, this motherfucker sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to be sick to my stomach midway through the season, hoping he gets traded, because, like, he's he's awful defensively, but, like, he can get you like 15 boards and like 15 points or something, but like. Wait, what was his contract? Do you it was like two years, 10 mil, which is like oh, really yeah. solid, but like he's still awful defensively and I'm just not into it. But I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, title hopes are already out. So now I'm just hoping that this yeah. team is fun. He's just going to, I think the team will be a very fun team, especially compared to last year. I think the Celtics are just using him as like a placeholder. Until they, until one of those bigs behind them develop into something like Robert Williams and uh, I don't think Taco will be that guy, but Taco, maybe in the future they got a guy from France. His name's like Vincent Poirier or something. He's pretty dope. Yeah, but I like see. I'm not. I don't know. We've we've had Euro bigs in the past, and I'm just none of them worked out. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So the first topic of the afternoon, I want to talk to you about Team USA basketball. A alarming number of players have dropped out from James Harden, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, CJ McCollum, Tobias Harris, Eric Gordon, and Zion Williamson. And it's an extended and the list continues to go on. Guys like DeMar DeRozan dropped out. 
uh, guys like Montrez Harrell have been offered invites for them just to decline them. Uh, the list is getting really sparse. The only players who are like really guaranteed to be there right now are like Kemba Walker, Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Middleton, Tatum, Kuzma. Lo- I think Love backed out. I think he's planning to back out. I can't remember. Uh, Andre Drummond, Miles Turner, Paul Millsap, and Brooke Lopez. It's a very short list of players that want to participate with almost all the all-stars, all NBA players saying, nah, I'll pass. Meryl, me and you used to talk about this all the time, about how we thought that when players went to Team USA training camps, that was actually making players better, and they came out usually into the season better players. Why do you think players are choosing to drop out this year? Mm, That's interesting. I didn't know the list was so extensive like that. And back in the past, I feel I used to watch those young players. They go to training camp and they come back just competing with those high level players, NBA all stars, NBA all performers. And they come back and you can see the difference in the game the next season. So I'm really, it's really alarming that all those players are dropping out. I really don't have an answer for that. Yeah, like the, the reasoning they gave was. Uh, I'm trying to focus on, the, like Anthony Davis said, yeah, I'm trying to focus on the next season for the Lakers. So I'm going to, you know, do that. Um, ben Simmons pulled out of Australia's team. He said, yeah, I want to focus on this upcoming season with the Sixers. That's the reason that a lot of those top-level players gave in the beginning. Like, pretty much everybody else has been echoing the same thing. Yeah, I want to focus on getting better, being, you know, being integrated into my own team uh- going forward. And that's what and that's what kind of made it so interesting, to, you know, because like you said, like I always I always heard, and you know, most players always said that, hey, being a part of Team USA has made me a better player. I feel like I learned some things playing with the best of the best. But now guys are saying that, hmm, I don't know. They're now saying the opposite of, I think if I focus more and play and both stay around my team, I actually get better. Would you uh, say, I think it's a combination of people not wanting to get uh, hurt and people just, you know, you you who. The the season got longer last year. It started uh, what like early October, middle October. So the season yeah. is a little bit yeah. longer than it usually is, and they only got a you know a certain amount of time for off season. So I think that's another thing that's uh that factors into it is like you know what I'm saying they hooping all the time. I think you know they playing little pickup games here and there. Uh, and team USA just doesn't like a gold medal doesn't have the weight that it used to have. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and even yeah. even in the mini camp, uh, I don't know. I just maybe guys just not don't feel like it's you know necessary. And then like the Toronto Raptors last year, I know I used to watch the little uh, the Rico Hines uh, videos, and they were in there the entire like yeah. all the whole core besides Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, I believe, and Danny Green because he wasn't there yet. All everybody else was in the um, at the Rico Hines like their whole team was in there hooping the whole summer. You know what I'm saying? They playing together, getting chemistry. I watched Pascal Siakam become better. So maybe they think, yeah, through, through that. you know what I'm saying, just hooping, but uh, even if it's just open gym with your team all the time. And maybe that's, you know, I, maybe that may have been another factor that opened a lot of guys' eyes. And they were like, you know what, maybe if I'm just around my teammates more and hoop with them more, you know, our chemistry will become that much, you know, tighter and um, better. I know I, I know I can kind of attest to that for the Clippers because I know that, like, last summer once – um. You know, once we lost Blake and everything, guys like Tobias, Montrez, Shy, even Jerome, Lou Will, especially Lou Will mm-hmm. and Montrez. Like they every time every time I got online, it was either Rico Hines at um Drew League. It was a bunch of different leagues and stuff they were playing this summer. And they chemistry, you could just see it like day one. 
in the regular season because they played ball with each other all season. So it could be that. The aspect injury, I would have I would have guessed that this would have happened right after Paul George, you know, snapped his leg. I could have seen but, that. Like the year yeah, after yeah. that. And then people saying, yeah, I don't get in. I would understood then. So it seems weird now that people are all of a sudden saying, yeah, I don't want to risk injury. Yeah, but that's like a freak. The, Paul, uh, the PG thing was a freak incident. Like that probably would never happen until like another 35 years or something like that. We won't see that because it was just – just yes. a freak injury. Yeah, and that, and that's and I think most players realize that. That's why they came. They've come back since then. Isn't hasn't it been like a a world you know Olympic uh event since then? I could have sworn it has been. When I'm when he hurt wrong. his leg, that was 2016. You know the Olympics every four years. Yeah, so and then every year. every two uh, every two years they do like the little FIBA thing. Yeah, FIBA. and that's and that's what this year. They're um the FIBA is what. Pretty much determines if you qualify for for the which Olympics. is next year. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess it goes to my next question. With this sparse group of like this mixed bag of Lowry, Walker, Middleton, Jason Tatum, Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, do you guys believe that they can make it? If you have, do I think they can win it all? Because you know, usually like teams like Spain and um, I think Australia's been better. I think there's a third team. I'm, Maybe I'm, Canada. Is it Serbia? Canada. I think uh, Canada. Oh, yeah. They got some. Yeah, Canada got, yeah, a, lot they got a lot of young players. So I'm saying, do you guys think that this team led by, my bad, NBA champion hey. Cal Lowry? <laughs> hey. Damn right. Damn right. Can, do you think that they can uh, win, uh, win this tournament? I think so. Oh, man, no, by Cali. I know Spain been giving all the team just like fits the last couple of years. And... Yeah. And that's, that's when it's like the best players be out there that give them problems. Granted, you know, Team USA usually wins, but still, though, they, and Canada, they Canada's, uh, they're sweating. Canada's, they've been playing, like, I know the young guys, their team, their team USA team, like under 19, they beat USA. Uh, R- that's why RJ Barrett, that's what pushed them into the number one spot in that. Uh, and that knowing that the class game. and that uh in the 20 whatever yeah. class because he basically single-handedly beat team usa by himself so <laughs> yeah he had like 30, crazy. He had like, like 30 or 40 crazy. Game and like eight assists like he was going crazy and then you know like guys like shy's cousin and shy so canada has some you know some pretty decent talent too so i would just say it's a sure cut victory especially with the you know what i'm saying we got lackluster talent this year yeah i'm i'm skeptical too it's just that the NBA is seen as like it's the pinnacle of the world, yep. and in fact, the guys like you know La- people like Lowry, uh, Mitchell, Middleton, oh, you know, is Middleton the only All Star wing? Yeah, he is. What about guys? Let's what about guys like Deep? What about guys like Deep Book, Victor Olin Depot? Like you know, guys that's like in the twenty to fifty range type NBA players. Are they participating? Like. I would assume D Book usually uh, participates every year. Uh Victor's yeah, coming off yeah. that injury, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I would assume he's not, just because, you know, there's no reason. And his team would probably, you know, bust a nut if he was out there trying to play. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to I'm trying to see what the current roster is. Like the what can, can the I way find yeah, this current roster is rough. Like the Harrison Barnes and Thaddeus Young, like that's that's I don't know, like that's nasty. Yeah, that, that's rough. <laughs> like, Tucker, like, yeah. They already know what he's gonna do. He's just gonna stand in the corner and shoot. That's about it. That's all he could do. So, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what other Olympic teams gonna have guys. You know, 
around PJ right. Tucker level. But it's the fact is, they, will they have anyone as good as like a Walker on the team, as a Middleton, a Middleton on their team, or like Donovan or Donovan Mitchell? I'm not gonna go as far to ask that question about Andre Drummond. I ain't gonna ask that Don't question. Do okay. Don't do it. Kevin Love, if he's healthy, you know, Kevin Love barely ever healthy anymore. Right. But I, those guys, uh, Meryl, I think they've been offered invites, but I don't know if they've accepted them. Like guys like D Book, like those are guys they've been asking as of late. Hey, will you join? But a lot of guys have been turning it down. That's the thing about it. So I don't know if those guys have have been formally offered and have whether or not they've decided. No, nah, I don't want to do it yet. But look at Sparks. Like I said, the only All Star wing is Middleton. Then it's Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, Harrison Barnes, and PJ Tucker. That's that's yeah, crazy. so it's not going to be a walking, unless they just have like super chemistry from day one, like just because they all like you know, B, they're all Robins and they kind of just you know mesh together well, yeah. but, you know what I'm saying? That's the only way I can see it. That's that's a good point, too. Jacquez, the fact that these a lot of these players aren't alpha dogs and they know how to play smaller roles, which you have to do when you're playing like Team USA ball, so it might be especially then they got pop coaching them at that, yeah, so. Pop might be able to figure a way to integrate all that talent. Like, well, he is going to figure out a way to integrate all that talent. They should be. And these are these players are all players that are willing to buy in and aren't like big headed players. I could I can definitely see Pop leading them to the to the finals. You know, getting the gold. But I could easily see that silver or bronze in the future. <laughs> facts. Them facts. That's and very likely. The big one. The big one is until next summer, right? The big one. Yeah, yeah. that's the actual yeah. Olympics, yeah. right? So I, that's yeah, that's when you don't see like all of the the LeBrons of the world. The uh, uh, nah, so LeBron, many of our, I doubt LeBron. Kawhi, I, he yeah. might, he might. But the Kawhis, the KDs, the Kyries, the Russ, the Jane, Harden, all the I think the I must I I must say I think the best players are probably thinking that uh them guys are good enough to at least qualify yeah that's what i think and then we'll, and yeah then we'll, we just come swoop yeah. it on and up. Thing like, yeah yeah i think i think that's what they're banking on because i i they will they are good enough to qualify unless wow some, some <laughs> yeah something wild just happened we get put in a we get put up in a in a bracket and then and we just get beat to sleep every other game but i can't imagine that <laughs> we're still too far we're still too far ahead of so many countries for yeah. that to end up happening yeah yeah, maybe I don't know Shut like up. countries like other basketball other than USA, but I just feel like USA would just beat every team. I haven't watched Canada, but like the best player I know outside of RJ Barrett's like Kelly Olynyk. So like, whoa, Jamal Murray, Kelly Olynyk is. Oh yeah, I forgot about Jamal Murray. But, yeah, well, whatever. But Andrew Wiggins ain't is Canada too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew Wiggins gonna ball a lot just because he's Team Canada. He picked Andrew Wiggins pick and chooses when he wants to be good. This might be one of them weird ass times where he said, Yeah, I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be Andrew Wiggins. I'm supposed to be. LOL. But uh moving on to the next topic. Uh this week the double XL freshmen all released their freestyles. And from Meg the Stallion, Tierra Wack, Rico Nasty, YBN Corday, um, Lil Mosey, YK, Osiris, and a bunch of other people. They this listen to these freestyles. I seem like more people were hyped about these guys, and I've seen people be hyped about a freestyle class in a while. Long time. Do you guys think that? Yeah, long time. Do you think this is one of the better ciphers? In yeah. Years? I went back. Yeah. yeah I, I was going back re-listening to all of them before we got on the podcast, and I think I made it all the way back to 2012. This, the there's some duds in here. Like yeah. YK Osiris and Lil Mosey. They Facts. pretty terrible. Yeah, they're pretty but terrible. As far as 
they're they're god awful. <laughs> uh, what, what, which one I'm saying? Uh, pterodactyl. That, no, 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 no. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't say that. Somebody uh, say, somebody took that clip from somewhere else and just you know threw it over. <laughs> that, it was, that was funny as hell. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh damn! <laughs> God damn! Okay, thank you for thank you for clarifying that. Because he started rapping, I said, "Oh, I've already heard this. I just skipped past it." But. <laughs> <laughs> But like listening to like the best people in the group, like Rico Nasty, Meg the Stallion, the Baby, um, YB and Corday, that might that's easily better better than 2017, 2018, 2016. I'm 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 gonna say it's probably the best since 2014, 2013. 2014, I think, was when Vince Staples was on. 2013 was uh like Absol, Action Bronson. Uh, logic when he was good. Logic when he was good. Oh, uh, Joy dear. Badass. It was that. Yeah, it was that class. Yeah, Logic was good at one point, Mero. At one point in time. One. <laughs> a couple, <laughs> singular event. A couple days. Couple one days. singular I must, year. I must have yeah. blinked and missed it. <laughs> <laughs> nigga tapped it. He tapped into his inner nigga, man. He, he, he yeah, been, do that Logic slander today. I like it. Yes, sir. Nah, always room for Logic slander. No. Nah. Always. We ain't doing that always. But I'm gonna ask you this: Who did y'all think was the best this year? Uh, I think I like I like I think I like Corday's the best to keep it a stack with you. Cause I cause only I like the yeah. the baby's delivery was better, but he used he reused that one, and I actually feel like Corday's was like off the dome. So I'm gonna give it to Corday. Then I'm probably gonna go Rico. I like Rico's a lot. Then the baby. Then uh uh. The, the stallion, stallion, man. You got, yeah, you got to show some love for the stallion, man. Yeah, the stallion. Yeah, yeah. There you the go. Stallion. Stallion. I think I, I, I think yes, Jacquet. I think most of these people's were um pre-written. We just heard the baby's pre-written, except for Tierra Whack. I think Tierra Whack actually went off the dome. At least it seemed that way. Oh by yeah, the way I saw. Dang, I, hers was kind of short, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. She cut the beat on hers, yeah. and it looked like she was like you could really tell like she was really thinking about what her next word would be. So I really think that she um did hers off the dome, but I think everybody I else did pre-written. Just go, just judge by the way they rap. Hers. I, I thought I remember reading somewhere that she, her, Gunner, and some other people weren't going to do theirs. So I never went back to go like to actually check to see if they actually when they did theirs. Oh, that explained a lot. That and hers definitely was just off the dome. She probably wasn't expect, she probably wasn't planning to do it, and then she went back and did just like okay, I'll just do one off time. No, I think it was for like the like the solo freestyles where they do like that minute clip. Like Tierra Whack didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Gunner didn't do either though. So, so. I think my favorite definitely was YB and Corday, just because he had some of the better slicker lines. Like he said, my girls say I'm I'm racist. Uh, because all I care about now is blue faces, and he pointed blue face. I didn't. He had another. With, uh, I like that. He he made another line to go. With. Who was the other person that was in the room with him when he was rapping? Yeah. Oh, Rico Nasty. Uh, you know, I won't be popping like Rico Nasty. Uh, the uh, I need more. I need some space, like a semicolon. That was a hard line too. I probably say second was probably the baby, just because, like you said, the delivery. He was just, you know, you know, the typical baby song where he just like. Punchline, 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 snapping, snapping, snapping. Hard line here, hard line there. And he was just going at it for almost, for like, it was like a long time. I think yeah, he had like he the longest he shot out of Easily. Like everybody. Yeah, but it and yeah, like I said, even though it was pre written, it was still hard, so I don't care. 
And then I probably say Meg Stallion. I probably say Meg Stallion tied with Rico Nasty. They were both really, they were both really good. What about you, Mary? Which one do you enjoy? Which was your top three? Oh, top three. Honestly, I love Meg. So she, she my number one. I got I actually, you. I actually, <laughs> I actually thought the baby came in hard, which was surprising because I do not care for the baby at all. So. Him number at, at number two, number three, it's a toss up between uh, what's the guy named YBN, the light skin guy. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Forgive yeah. me. I don't, yeah. I don't know the guy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm out of touch. I'm old. I don't know the. I got you. It's all right. <laughs> oh, old head, Mel Rowe. <laughs> yeah. So I. I'm gonna say this. So, so yeah, I say that was my top three though. She, she not. You're not much of a fan of the baby. I can. I'm saying the way he rapped in that freestyle is generally how he raps on every single song, which I will admit could be a bit repetitive because he legit don't ever switch his flow. Never. Hardly, hardly ever does. He every once in a while he will, but more or less he raps like with that intensity all the time. And his lines usually do snap like that. The beats, so the beats usually terrible. <laughs> Anytime the baby gets on, that's probably why he's been so good on other people's albums. He's kind of like J. Cole when he gets on his other people's actual pro- real production. He kind of pops, but on his own stuff, I'm like, this gets it gets old really quick. Old really quick. Yeah. What about what about you, Brad? So I actually liked Tierra Wax the best. I kind of like when rappers do like different shit other than just kind of like rapping on the beat. Um, and yeah. I, I I thought she wasn't gonna do the freestyle either, so that just kind of like helped in that sense. Uh, the baby, like I've been a big fan of him since uh, Blank Blank and Blank Blank and. I know he like repeats the same flow every time, but I love it. Like it's my favorite shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he went hard for two minutes. Like, and I, I didn't feel like he lost any traction at all in that freestyle. So I love that. And I think Meg Thee Stallion comes in third, and then like YBN's like just right behind her. Like, I got it's crazy. A lot of the like a lot of the female artists are like definitely like my favorites in this like fr- like in this group. Usually, there's only like one female artist and then you like never hear from them again and like all three of them are definitely going to stay in, in in the game for a while damn that is that yeah, is I, right though <laughs> that, that's super fact i was going back and listen to the old freestyles and I, I was like i heard tink freestyle and tink freestyle was actually really good in her cypher class just never heard from her again Same with Angel Hayes. i was uh, just like i don't know who this is and then you just never heard again no it's it's and i think this class I remember like when we was like prepping for like the popular demand rookie class, and we was talking about who we think should be our own um, freshman, and as well as the double XL freshman. We were like, man, it's like six women that could easily be the best, and like they really, really the women have just been like the up up and coming women have been better than up and coming men. So shout out to the baby and YB and Corday for holding their own because don't they they were they were rapping. They, they girls can rap. Yeah. Uh, only last thing, uh, Gunna, like y'all pointed out, Gunna actually didn't do a cypher freestyle at all. Probably, do y'all probably think was for the best. That's facts. <laughs> like Brandon brought to, Brandon brought it to my attention and said, "Man, Gunna didn't do a freestyle. That's fucked up because that could have been a spot for somebody else." Yeah, shit, man. And I said, "Yo, that's actually true. It's kind of like um when Jimmy Butler made the All Star team but didn't play in the All Star game." And like people was like mad at him, saying, "Bro, you could have gave that spot to someone who actually wanted it and cared about it." Do y'all have a problem with Gunner taking the publicity from being a double a double XL freshman, but not actually doing a freestyle? Yes. First off, he shouldn't be on the list. Like, I just don't think he's good. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> LOL. But, like, if you're not gonna do anything <laughs> other than take a picture, like, why are you there? 
Like Benny the Butcher could have been on it. Maxwell Cream could have been on it. Yep. Even yeah. You know, could have been on it. Like there's so many guys that could have been on it. Gunna doesn't even need it. Like he's already he's already like a couple projects and his project with the ba- like little baby went off. So like, why are you there? Like there's no point. Other than no point that shit ass outfit you wear. Like I don't know. <laughs> no reason for him to be there. The only uh, like you said, like compared to Maxwell Cream being the butcher, like they could have actually benefited from the exposure compared to Gunner, because exactly. Gunner, everybody, everybody know who Gunner is, and I'll say this: he he had a hot year to warrant him being on the cover, but there definitely were more talented, better artists than Gunner. But he didn't make the on um, demand um, rookie list, so that's all that matters. We got that's it right. right. Big facts. Okay, so. There's only one other thing I want to do with this topic. I haven't done this in a while. I want to do the bar exam where I'm going to okay. read some bars. For, I'm going to do I'm going to read some bars from previous double XL freshman um, ciphers. And I want y'all to determine which artist said these bars. I'm going to give y'all a list, of course. Okay. So uh, actually, it's kind of, this is actually kind of hard getting these bars together because a lot of, a lot of rappers, a lot of the freestyles are like maybe like one liners. And I didn't want to get to grab the one liners. So let's see. Uh, the Levi's was on sale, but I ain't flexing hard. Flexing, I never had a 24-hour fitness card. I told myself I wouldn't flip. I made a little bit. I'm no magician, but I hope this blue dolphin do the trick. Was this Action Bronson, Abso, or Joy, Joy. Badass? <sighs> I'm going to go Joy. That was action. That was action. Mm. Who you got, Mero? I'm torn. Uh, I want to say it's between Joey and Abso, I feel like. The correct answer is it's Abso. Abso. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Okay, here we go. Talking cheese, I get cheddar on another level. Pulling holes, I need a lever. I remember days I had the 38 special. I remember days I ride the short bus. Yeah, I'm special. Who said this? Was it Little Pump, Black Boy JB, or Smoke Perk? I'm Little JB. Yeah, JB. They gotta be Little Pump. It was. It was Black Boy JB. I knew it. It was. It was a short bus line that gave it away. Y'all ain't nobody. Nobody but a nigga said this. Okay. Oh, let's see. Okay. Don't got no gold, but my record is platinum. So picture perfect. I don't need a caption. I don't give a fuck about how long you've been rapping. Got flow so old, I could spit them in Latin. Who said this? Was it Kyle? A boogie with a hoodie? Or anime? I heard what said dude name. Uh, Shit. You know, uh, let you go with a boogie with yeah, a hoodie. I just, I, yeah, I'm gonna go a boogie just because I don't know the other two guys. I, I, I think that's a mean. I, I, yeah, I think it's a mean. It was actually Kyle. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was actually the only good bar in the entire freestyle too for him. Wow. I, just, I, just, I had to, I had to pull it. Let's see. Uh, haters want to see me clapped up. Leave a nigga holy. I watched them shells hit his back up. Let him kill him slowly. Them hollows straighten his act up. Leave a nigga holy. Hallelujah. Who said this? 21 Savage 
G Herbo or Dave East? Oh, oh damn. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, let me hear that one more time. One more time. All right. One more time. Haters want to see me clapped up. Leave a nigga holy. I watch them shells hit his back up. Let him kill him slowly. Them hollows will straighten his act up. Leave a nigga holy. Hallelujah. Was it 21 Savage, G Herbo, or Dave East? I feel like that bar could be, those bars could be any three of those rappers. I feel like it's Dave. You know, Dave think he. A, I don't know what he. I think he think he a prophet. So it sound like. Yeah, he, I, I say G Herbo. I'm gonna go 21. Then. Who you got, Mel? I'm gonna go 21. Then. It, it was G Herbo. It was Herbo. <laughs> I figured, that was Herbo. I figured, I figured it was Herbo. Herbo. <laughs> all right, but that's all I got. So let's go on to the next music topic of the day. I want to talk to y'all about Big Sean. Boy, Big Sean has finally made his return. Yes, yeah, right. Sean Don, let me say it right. Sean Don has finally made his return <laughs> to the rap scene after disappearing after what was it, Double or Nothing, which was I think 2017. So it's been two years. It's been mighty quiet. I don't, I don't really think he's been doing guest features, for that matter. So he released his new single Overtime earlier this week, and then. Let's talk about overtime first. How how did y'all feel about overtime? What did you think, Mero? Oh, uh, he needs to been he should have been writing overtime. He should have been writing some more. <laughs> he should have went back to the lab. <laughs> nah, nah, but for real, I liked it for the first minute and thirty, and then like when the beat switched, it was just I don't know where he was going. He started rapping off beat. He started. <laughs> Doing them, them, uh, them punchlines in there. He he incorporated the choir laugh. Oh my god, that was awesome. <laughs> okay, I think Big Sean. Like I thought, the, I didn't think the choir laugh was just terrible. I thought it was um, I thought it was straight. I didn't think it was that bad. I will admit though, when the beat changed, I'm thinking like, oh, the beat change itself was amazing. But like you said, Big Sean got off. He got off beat. I far as I feel like he started like his lines kind of lost his potency. He started being. It was look, you know, they started borderline being corny. But like the front half of the song, word to the lung, we said when the rappers returned with the stereotypical um horns blaring in the background, the triumphant horns. I'm like, okay, this I see you, I see you, Sean. I fucks with it. This is the energy that we need from you on your next album to show people that you aren't a joke. The joke that Twitter had made you out to be. <laughs> yeah. But to see it. Because he he could not resist himself. He go because the thing is, Big Sean always goes out on the limb with lines and bars. He went on the limb and said, I think I'll incorporate the quiet laugh because if it goes over well, it'll be remembered forever for being really well. If it goes over, if it doesn't, it'll be remembered for being very badly. And he just always goes for that line, did it, and it always fails. Yeah, so over time, I feel it. like <laughs> I, I actually thought this, I actually thought the single was cool. I hope it ain't a single. I, I hope it ain't a single. I hope it's just a Lucy. He, he just tossed out there. Now, like Delon said that he said I'm I'm in album mode. Oh shit. He said it wouldn't make sense. He said it wouldn't make sense for a song where he says I'm in album mode to be a Lucy on the album. Okay. Yeah. So I hope it, it most likely won't be yeah, it most it most likely won't be a single. But I like the energy. Yeah. Just the execution, man. That's that's always been big time problem though. So I don't know what to expect going forward. So I'm gonna ask you this. Even after hearing the other song, Single Again, which sounded like a 2888 
um, Lucy itself, like a throwaway track from that album. Do you think that Big Sean can change the narrative about himself? Or y'all think it's too far gone? I don't think he cares, honestly. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Are we talking about like Twitter narrative? Because they're never going to give yeah, that up. Yeah. 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 It's, once, you, I, once you get a certain ad. Big Sean. <laughs> hates him. And I'm 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 a, like a pretty big like big fan of Big Sean personally. Like I like I decided, but like I did too. Shout out to you, man. I liked it too. Yeah. Like it, like nobody will care. Like Big Sean making fun of Big Sean is more fun than actually saying facts. He's actually it's good. just like making fun of Chris Paul. Even though that nigga do good, it's just fun as hell to make fun of him. And I just you got to grow to accept <laughs> yeah, it. You just got to grow to accept yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's where he's at. Like there's no, he's never gonna be like. You're gonna give him the respect like you do Drake when he drops something nice. Like it's gonna be big shots trash always. Whatever he says is dumb. I actually like the overtime song too. So and I liked the Kawhi Leonard laugh thing. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. personally. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible myself. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I I, I let it I let it live. I, I see, y'all are, yeah, he's had very well. He's had a lot worse. Yeah. But Mostly on double or nothing, which, which, oh, yeah, you're right. We'll never Hall of change what a narrative about your Hall of Fame, too. Which will never shout the milk, which will never change the overall narrative about uh, Big Sean, like I said on Twitter. But let me say this the current is, is he he dropped two forgettable apps. Like, a lot, there are some people who like I decided, but most people admit that while it wasn't bad, it was forgettable with double or nothing being bad, and with. A lot of people feel like the only really good album, like really good, like you can't, there's no question about it being uh, Dark Scare of Paradise. Do you guys think that he can make something of that ilk, at least close? Not as good, but I'll say as good because it ain't like double, it's not like Dark Sky Paradise with some classic or some 10 out of 10 album. It was like a good solid 8 to 9. So y'all, do y'all you think know, he's capable of putting out another album You know like what? That? You and Core, I don't know which one of, was, which one of y'all it was. Y'all said y'all feel like Big Sun accidentally made that album and, <laughs> and the more i think about it i'm like you know what there might be facts because that nigga he just i don't know he just can't get right it don't seem like he can just get right i don't know it seemed like he he just I hit was, it really hard. he hit the nail like right on the uh, head and he, you know he just keeps missing after that that might have been core because i was gonna think that to myself too like like when somebody asked me like why do i still believe in big sean i said damn you think about it there's only one album by Big Sean I like listen to. So he don't give me like he's giving me way more bad albums. He gave me more. He's giving me more albums or I don't me. like. That, yeah, or me. He's giving me more albums that I don't like than I do like. And I'm like, damn, that's actually true. So his, so by his track record, this album would most likely be bad too. I think it's it's mostly his mixtape days, and like Detroit. Detroit was that great. make me. Uh, Detroit was fire. It's mostly that. That make me believe that Big Still Sean can. can be something. Yeah, he could be something more than what he's become. But going by the single, going by the single, single again, I have. It seems like Bruce, you know, it's gonna be around the same lines of always, but hopefully not. He seems like it, I'll say this at the very least when you said Jacquez, you don't think he cares. I think in the past he did. Yeah, but now he seems like to be in a very. He seems like he's in a way better headspace now. Like he might not care now. I will say that much. Because he he was, we'll see. he was talking about how he was like heavy on drugs, which I didn't know about. But like he was heavy on yeah, drugs I didn't either. So I I I think a lot of that got to him, and he's just I think he's just gonna make music that he likes, and that's it. Like it like I said, nothing's gonna change the narrative for like people like liking him or not. That might make the album better, but like they're not gonna 
not hate Big Sean. Yeah, that ain't happening. I'm yeah. I'm gonna say this though. I didn't. I didn't know he was on drugs either. He's that's 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 kind of crazy because you know most rappers are very honest and open with their lives, and that's not something I don't think Sean ever admitted to in his music. But which means he probably wasn't that, he wasn't that proud of it, which means that, that it could have been pretty bad. That's the thing. But I think that's the thing of uh, why people I want to say the disconnect between him and his fans, his core fan base, like a lot of his punchlines and. His raps is about jewelry, clothes, girls, da da da. When like being childish, you know, with the ad lib, swerve boy, and all that. And then I feel like on I decided when he tried to switch it up and get serious, people are like, man, we don't care about you, man. Fuck your life. I see. I just think I, I ain't gonna lie though, Meryl. I decided I kind of did feel that way. <laughs> I didn't mean to feel. I didn't mean to feel that way. I didn't. I didn't mean to feel that way. But if I felt that way, because I was like, man, this is actually kind of boring. But I really do think that's probably one thing Big Sean needs to do is tap in more to who he is and convey to the listeners like his stories and his feelings and stuff. And I feel like that's what makes, I feel like that's what really draws listeners in when you're not just rapping. Yeah. Because I got like I, that's the problem I have like with JID currently. Like I feel like sometimes JID just ends up just rapping and he's not actually talking about himself. Or anything really with he's substance, rhyming word. Yeah, he's rhyming words together, and he's while every other line will be like a hard bar. It's just a hard bar in that moment, but the whole verse itself isn't anything. And that's that's kind of what I want Big Sean to do in the future, and hopefully he does that on this album. Hopefully it's more. I think it's about I decided is I felt like he played it safe while he was trying to connect. The bars itself were safe. He needs to find out how to be bold while also telling his story. That's what that's what I think he needs to do. I, so hopefully he does change the narrative because I I, I kind of I hate when the artists do get down like this, and where people like can just like bash on them. I want to be able to say that nah, that he's actually getting better. So, but like back to your question though, like I actually thought I decided was better than uh, Dark Sky Paradise. Like I enjoyed it a lot more, um, and I thought he was going in the right direction. And then he dropped that album with uh, Metro Boomin, and it was just fucking terrible. Like he was rapping about fidget spinners and shit. I was like, bro, this is this is <laughs> like that song with Cash Doll, so, so good. Oh my god, that shit was that was the worst song he's ever made. And I was like, bro, you're going forward. Like, what the fuck, man? Bro, I don't know. I'll say this though. Under- one of the cooler parts of the album was the fact that Young Thug smoked his ass too. And I don't think nobody ever like you know like you know like Young Thug fans love holding that like my rap you know Young Thug rap better than this person that person nobody no no Young Thug fan brings that up because Young Thug had a fabulous verse on the album. Yeah. It, I feel like nobody ever. It's, like, it's like being up, it's like being up a ninth grade as a senior, Jordan. They don't really. Who <laughs> <laughs> cares? You supposed to win. Like, Who cares, your brother? You supposed to win that fight? Like, I'm two facts. Two facts. But hey, let's let's hopefully Big Sean pulls it out. We're, it seems like all of us are rooting for him. We just aren't that yeah. confident. But let's go on to the next topic because seems like a real time. nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next topic is Tay gave me this idea for this topic. Actually, shout out to Tay. He said, Jordan, who do you think will be the best player currently to never win an NBA ring? I said, that's a very good question. I'm going to go Dame and Lillard. 
Mm. You think Dame Lillard? Think Dame Lillard. So he, see, Dame is like what, like the tenth, eleventh, uh, twelfth best player in the league. Yeah. Well, so he's, that but he's, he's that top you two point guard. That's why I, that just came. Like I was just going down the list, and that was like the first name that came yeah. to my mind. Okay, because that means that you would think that Joel Embiid, probably Joe Kick, uh, Harden, Giannis, those kind of guys will all get them a ring. Uh, you know what, James Harden, take that. Back. Yeah, that's what I was going. And that, and that was going to be my pick as well. I was going to say James Harden. Tough. Yeah. Hate to see. What about it? you? What about you, Meryl? Do you have something different? Yeah, I was thinking either James Harden or uh, or Russ. Ah. Shouts out to the Rockets. Yeah. Well, now they're on the same team. They're going to get one now. Hey, they're going to get 65 wins in a second-round exit. Facts. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games simply for the fact that Harden doesn't get hurt, knock on wood, and Russ doesn't get hurt, knock on wood. One of the Rockets' biggest problems in the past, or at least the past two years, is Chris Paul missing like 15 games. So rather than yeah yeah Russ might not be as smart and might not be a greatest fit as Chris, but he will at least be available. Yeah. For nearly the entire season, maybe maybe might miss like five games max, maybe. But like they're both kind of like Iron Man in the NBA almost. So I don't see them being better though than the best teams in the West like this year. Like I don't see them being better than uh. Uh, than the Clippers, yeah. uh, Lakers, Lakers. Yeah, that's that's. I, I can see them beating the Lakers, but I, if I had to bet on the series, I bet Lakers. you got. Oh, you got. Uh, you got them, or you got the Nuggets. I I I got I got them because Jokic can't defend like the the style of play that the Rockets play. Like they like during the regular season, I think they beat them by like an average of thirty in all their games combined. Like they average. Their average t- total for margin of wins was like by twenty to thirty points. Like they killed the Nuggets. That's the 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 Rockets' success. The Rockets' path to success would be playing. I would have to say first round matchup. They probably get pitted against maybe like the Spurs or like the. Mm, mm, nah, that's like the only t- whoever whoever's like eighth seed, seventh seed. That's the only team I can picture them like beating. And then second round they get. The Nuggets, and then the, that, that's their only pathway to the um, West Conference Finals. I believe is beating, is um knocking out, who um knocking out the Nuggets second round. But that's that you think they can knock out the Blazers. Block. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. What you think about them versus the Blazers? Because we count the Blazers out every year, and every year the niggas like nah. You know what? I'd have to say so because I do. I. Ugh. Hmm. That's, Blaise, that's so Blaise tough because we can't base more in uh Hassan. So yeah, we have to wait and see because the guys, because Harkless, Aminu, uh, Hood's still there, but Seth and Seth Curry, those three guys, they made a lot of different. They played some hellified defense on their perimeter against the Thunder. They were some; those two were difference makers, and both of them are gone. So now it's going to be up to see can Kent base more. And Rodney Hood, can they maintain that defense on the perimeter? Can they be that safety valve? For Dame and CJ, when they're trapped and they have to dump the ball off to one of those two forwards, can they make those plays. Um, those plays to make the deep, to make defense pay for trapping those two guys? Those are the question marks I got to see when the season starts. Also, how Nurkic looks like, what Nurkic looks like when he comes back from Facts. injury, and if and if Hassan Whiteside is an absolute goofball, he can't do anything. Right. 
That's that's the that remains to be seen too. Can I be honest <laughs> about Can I be honest about the Rockets real quick? Because I talked about it on uh, New Faces podcast, and go for it. The more I think about it, the more I think the Rockets will not make it past the first round. Like no matter who they play, you when when playoff time comes, you got two guys who literally shoot under forty two percent in the playoffs. Like Facts. they are just awful, and. I, I think if they play the Blazers, the Jazz, the they could play the Thunder at this point, and I think the Thunder would beat them. Like I just don't have any faith in Harden and uh, Russell come playoff time. And like, there's nobody there that can help like Harden and Russell when they're playing like garbage. I, I just both of them together. It's either gonna you know what? it's either gonna be they're a really fun team and they can shock a lot of people, or they're gonna be an absolute shit show to watch. Like those are the two things that's gonna happen. And that's what made me feel like Harden would be that best player to never win the ring is because his efficiency just yep. goes down so much. What like the like the greatest players, the players who lead their teams to the playoffs, those players usually see an uptick in their efficiency yep. going through the playoffs. Uh Step usually goes down. That's because he's ridiculously high. Yep. He's like super duper efficient in the regular season. But he go when it goes down, he's still really efficient even in the postseason. Kawhi State Kawhi actually went up this postseason. Like his he shot like fifty percent from the field, I believe, in the postseason when he shot like forty eight percent in the regular season. And then you have like guys like that. That's why those guys are able to lead their their teams to the upper echelon. And as the Rockets go up to face against guys like LeBron like AD, who are hyper-efficient, who don't waste possessions, and they go against guys like Kawhi and possibly playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get rid of that name. Now he's a clipper. Man, you got to do something. Ain't playoff since he adopted that alias. Facts. But as you go against guys like when you go against guys like Kawhi, or then like you can look at like the, like the Jazz. Like the Jazz have a lot of efficient really good performance in the playoffs well Don Mitchell I feel like would actually benefit from having a real point guard next to him because he played well when Ricky Rubio wasn't trash in that year in that year before and they beat the Thunder yeah but then when Ricky Rubio got hurt that's when Mitchell started to struggle so now he got a legit point guard and Conley I feel like guys that offense is going to be very potent too yeah. and he has so, another you know so, point four with uh Bondanovich out there yeah, exactly. And, you know, Joe Ingles, like, that'll be a hell of a offensive lineup when you have Joe Ingles, Badanovich, Mitchell, Conley, um, and, uh, Conley and Gobert, Gobert out there on the court at once. And so, when, when you're playing a team like that great defensively and can also put the score, you can't waste possessions like Russ Harden and do, Harden do when, they just, when they just throw the ball away. Yeah. Just, just late, like when Harden just do a lazy pass to the post and it gets stolen, or when Russ flies in the court 100 miles an hour, gets underneath the goal, and it tries to dish it out, and it goes into the stands. Like, you can't do those positions. And the fact that they're both on the same team, there's nobody there to be that – to kind of be like that um, – Well, Chris was – for them last year, I think a lot of people yeah. don't understand what he did for them. Like, last year when they had all that success, Harden would – you know, he'd come in, they shoot all their shots, and they shoot like 10 threes in a row and miss them all. And Chris would come back in, he'd be like, all right, guys, let's run a little set. Let's run a pick and roll. And let's, you know what I'm saying, yep. let's get an easy bucket. And then Harden to come back in, he, you know, he then he comes to do his thing. And that's what that's the little exactly. yin and yang that they have with each other. Same thing. And you can kind of see with PG, when Russell be, when Russell have like a terrible night shooting-wise, or Russell be like limited to his shots, you'd have PG going crazy, taking all the shots. That way Russ wouldn't have to go out of his way to do all the crazy shit he did. And the teams failed when, when PG was no longer able to score at the cliff he was oh, before. Harden, oh, then, like last year when Harden and the Rockets had that 
over 27 fucking from three. Uh, night, yeah. you know, what I'm saying when they when Chris Paul was out, because usually Chris Paul would come in and he'd be like, All right, that shit ain't working, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's do something else. So, I would say this though, I if Russ, if Russ, if Russ, uh, hopefully, here we go if his athleticism, yeah. if, his, if his athleticism, if his athleticism stays where it is now, like let's say that he doesn't go down at all, he can, Russ is still more than capable of getting past his man. His problem is that and when he was in the Thunder, so many there's not a lot of shooters, so people could collapse on him really quickly. So if he still has the ability to get to the rim, hopefully he'll be that guy that when they're missing a bunch of shots, Russ will be like, fuck it. If we need somebody to get to the rim, yeah. I can do it. And then he drives to create something. Hopefully. Hopefully. But see, there's always the danger of Russ being like, damn, we don't miss six three so straight. This next one. I'll be I'll be the one to hit it. That is that's the danger with Russell Westbrook because I can't say which one he will end up doing. And he's he 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 gets so flustered over like nothing, like look, that whole shit yeah. with Ricky fucking Rubio. Like, why are you getting mad about <laughs> Ricky Rubio? Like, he's not he's gonna take himself out of the game. He's not good. Like, no, it, he took he, no. It's the fact that he said, you know what, I'm gonna lock Ricky Rubio up and proceed like, to get he like four five. Score. He got like four fives in the first like six minutes of the next game. That, whoo. Like Ricky's not looking to score. Like that game, he was just on. That's never gonna happen again. And he just, I just don't think he thinks. Sometimes he's just like, hey, let's do it. Like, oh, oh, go, and that's it. And that's the same thing Hart does. And it's just, yeah, gonna turn into like fifteen to eighteen turnovers per game and a first round exit because they just can't. I don't think they're gonna be able to coexist. Think. They can't think. They can oh. Go back to like, go back to like the argument between him and Chris Paul. You know, supposedly being Chris Paul saying, "Hey, can we change the offense a little bit?" Because this shit ain't just working. That it, it, it fails to work in moments we really need it. And then Harvest like, man, go stand in the corner, old man. I'm like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah, and that shit's stupid. That's some that's some dumbass shit. Like it's not like he was saying, you know what I'm saying? Don't make me the focal point and fuck James. He was just like, you know what? Let's add some shit to make it easier for James to score. So James doesn't have to, you know what I'm saying, shoot what what was the number? Like 250 step back threes? Like, that shit ridiculous. <sighs> Harden went Harden oh went like what? He went like uh like what was it like thirty consecutive games without somebody assisting on the shot? That's no, that's, he scored. He scored like three hundred straight points without anybody yeah. assisting on the, the basket. That's ridiculous. See what I'm saying like that's, that's hard. That's, that's hard. Is what that's it insane. is. Yeah. That shit's yeah. cute in the regular season, but postseason they're not. He's not making it. It's just not going to win you anything. You you need high. You need super efficient basketball. You need to get you easy looks, yes. and that's what. And you just don't get that. In a system like the Rockets, where it's like I'm gonna take this high percentage shot, even though it's contested, because that that doesn't that just don't work. You just gotta get that's, that's like I've read some things, like I listen to the podcast, and I was reading some articles about how the mid range shot is go, slowly going away. But in the postseason, the teams who seem to have the most Use success are, are using it, like Kawhi Leonard with the mid range shot, or even like the Warriors, like they were like top of the league and taking mid range jumpers unbelievably. You know, you think when you think of the Warriors, you think like threes raining down on your head. But they actually were like a top of the league because of Kevin Durant, Durant shooting. Yeah, because yeah. of Kevin Durant and, and Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay, take, Clay yeah, takes and, a lot of curl shots too. And then Curry, he shoot like sixty from mid range. Yeah, that's because <laughs> teams are going to do one two things. They're going to say they're going to yeah, close out three, mm-hmm. or they're going to take away the paint. And teams like the um the Bucks, they're sometimes capable of guarding the Damn. three and the paint. But the thing is, they don't give it a mid-range. So you got to hit that mid-range shot to make the defense force 
to either give you the paint or, or the three-point shot. The Rockets, the problem is that when they take when you take away the paint in the three, they're not going to ever try that mid-range, even though it's there. Yeah, and, and if you think game. about it, the Rockets team, when they had came back versus the Clippers a couple years ago, you all you can all, everything you know the, the James Harden then and James Harden now is completely different. James Harden back then was known for hitting step back mid range shots and doing euros through the yep. lane. He don't even yep. do that anymore. Like all he doing, you know, what I'm saying all nope. he doing is step back three, or he tossing up uh to go to uh, not Gobert but uh Capella, Capella. Mm-hmm. And that's and like like I said, Westbrook ain't that great of a mid range shooter. He takes a lot he of those mid range shots, that. but he's 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 not really great at it. I, Border, I don't know if I can call them good. I have to go back and look at the numbers. But those are things that this offense will need. And if they don't, the, James Harden will end up being the best player. But I'm, I'm assuming time. they're thinking that Andre Godalcom, I'm assuming that they're still trying to acquire him. I'm thinking that they're thinking he would be that, you know, voice of reason. Like, all right, y'all wilding. You know what I'm saying? Chill out. Yeah. But then get then yes, I don't know. If the, I can't see the Rockets having, after requiring Russ, I can't see them having assets – to trade for them, um, but then again, the only other people, only other teams that are like bidding for them are like the Lakers and the Clippers, and the Lakers and the Clippers don't have anything either. So yeah. they, 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 they could possibly get them. We'll wait and see. All right, so I only have one topic left, and I guess and that's it, and we'll be done. Uh, Jermaine Dupree, we didn't actually get to ever talk about this Hello, on the podcast because yeah. that was you know, we'll talk about uh, we're celebrating the Clippers, JD. And then we celebrated the Rockets trading Chris Paul and getting Russell Westbrook. So, Jermaine Dupree, some weeks back, said that he's, he doesn't really listen to female rap because all they do is rap about being strippers. And um, he gets tired of hearing it. He wished they would talk about something else. And then all the women in the rap world were on his dome saying, who are you? You don't know what you're talking disrespectful. about. Disrespectful. Yeah, no disrespectful to Jermaine Dupree. Granny, Legend. you say... You say he was being disrespectful to them too, but they he, he was saying they were saying that look we got rappers like Rhapsody, No Name, uh, Tierra Whack, um, Doja Cat, which I thought was funny. They'll name those those female rappers because they don't normally talk. People they don't, don't give a fuck about the rappers. No, no girl, you a fuck about Rap City. No, no, not on normal on a normal day. They they would never. never they don't never bring up those women names. Never. So I just thought that was hilarious. They were using them as a as a plot armor to protect them from Jermaine Dupri, but Jermaine Dupri is kind of doubling down on his comments and he said that look i wasn't talking about all women even though i think he was talking about all women in the beginning now he realized how dumb that sounded i'm not talking about all women i'm just talking about the ones who strictly only rap about stripping and being a hot you know this was a hot girl yeah thought it was a thought he said we should give them their own subgenre and call it stripper rap aka Strap. Uh, get the scrap. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he didn't say he said, that. He said we should call it strap. You know, uh, it'd be a subgenre kind of like trap, or like crunk, or like um, you know, all the other subdivisions of rap. So, do y'all think that we should even? Do y'all feel like we should create a subgenre for this um particular style of music, or is there just no point in it? What's like? What's no, what no point. Doing here? What is what is a subgenre ever like? All right, the, the mumble rap subgenre, quote unquote, like they basically just made that just so they can throw niggas that they don't like. We might not even mumble rap into that category. It yep. doesn't really help anything. You don't even mumble. Yeah, yeah, like they just you know, oh, she's a oh, she's a strap rapper. Like 
It's just making it worse. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit just that's just stupid. It, it, you yeah. can call it. You could say it's a subgenre, but I ain't calling it strap. It's not fucking. <laughs> I, I'm never calling a subgenre of music strap. It's just no. Get, like, get, 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 get the strap. Get the strap. <laughs> but that, yeah, like you said, Jacque, I feel like he just wants to label it, and by assigning his label to it. Like, I don't see the point in it. Like you said, I don't know what difference that makes in female rap. Like I don't feel like we're like, okay, we're gonna put all these stripper rappers in this subcategory. Okay, what's next? Yeah, exactly. N- like, nothing. Like nothing. Nothing really changes overall with the perception of female rap in rap. It's you know, and if he if he really feels like that's all everybody talks about, go for then rap city. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna. There's that's all nah, people gonna continue shit. to rap about. New album coming out soon. Shameless promotion. Shameless plug. Oh yeah. <laughs> 15, 15 in the first week. Hey, and I'm gonna be all 15 in the Relax, bro. I don't give a fuck. Facts. Facts. And that's the album is dropping uh, August 2019. That's next month. Yeah, next month. We don't know the exact date. She hasn't given that yet, but it's next month. But nope. yeah, I don't it's, I don't understand. I don't, at this point, you can almost say that Jermaine Priest doing this just to hear himself Facts. talk. And he kind of he kind of admitted to it. He kind of said, "If I'm um, getting a lot of attention for talking music, which is a great thing, because that's that's what my whole thing is about. But just talking just for the hell of it doesn't really do you much good. And I don't. And why? I don't think I agree with Jermaine Dupri is that there were female rappers who do make that kind of music. Being mad that he said they make that kind of music, and that's the only dumb part of all this on the other side to me." Like people like Cardi B getting mad. I'm like, that's what you, Cardi. Like, I don't understand why you're upset. But I understand why. I understand why. Like, rappers got no name would have been upset. They're like, nah, I don't talk about that. But it was just like the fact that rappers who do talk about stuff he was talking about are actually upset. I guarantee you, they none of them listen to rappers. No, I guarantee you, Cardi listen to no name rappers in her free time while she trying while she trying to say, nah, not all of us do that. It is what it is. It is what it is. But. That's all I got for this episode. Uh, stream Lost else? Boy. Facts. Stream Lost Go Boy. We're, all, we're going to... We're, we intend to review Lost Boy tapes too, and uh, The Big Day by Chance We're going to review all three of those albums this upcoming... We're going to record it. We're going to record it, and we're going to release them over time so be on the lookout for all those reviews if you're a fan of any of that music or if you just want to hear talk shit about those albums or talk great things about those albums uh thank you brandon for coming on and being a part of the show if y'all want to see more of the new faces podcast i will have their Your... link in the show notes so make sure you check out their podcast yeah nice do it up hilarious. thank you for having me love to be on anytime again shout out appreciate it and shout out to you, Mero, for, for dropping in last minute. As I said, we, we ain't had you on. I think it's been like a year since you've been on. Yeah, it's bro. Been a while. You know, he, he, uh, he on his self-finding journey. Retired. Yeah, <laughs> retired. Well, we might pull up to any gym, you know, and drop 50 like hey. that. It'd be like, hey. So hopefully you'll be back on in the future. But that's all I got. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Pop of the Man podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. See you then.